Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is Don Stallion. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Hope everybody's having a great Monday. Hope you enjoyed your weekend as the restrictions have been lifted in the state of Georgia. And happy May the 4th to everybody. Happy Star Wars Day. I know I'm a Star Wars fan. I am really looking forward to seeing The Rise of Skywalker on Disney+, Plus as I'll try to watch all nine of the Star Wars, and of course watch The Mandalorian as well. That's always a great series. But first, let's talk about some sports. We had The Last Dance, Episodes 5 and 6, airing last night. We got the NFL schedule release coming out. And Andy Dalton signing with the Cowboys. What does this mean for Dak Prescott? He's going to have to step up his game and in the season. And it's going to be interesting to see if Andy Dalton can bring some heat and compete for that starting job. We're going to talk a little bit about The Last Dance Episodes 5 and 6. Episode 5, of course, dealt with Michael Jordan in the 92 NBA Finals. The famous shrugs his shoulders, yep, I can't believe it either, moment he had. And, of course, talking about the Dream Team, it goes into detail. And there are some theories on why Isaiah Thomas was left off the Dream Team. And then Episode 6 goes into detail about the 93 NBA Finals where Jordan going up against Barkley. And then, of course, it it ends with, you know, Jordan being just physically exhausted. He played so many minutes. And so that's going to lead to episodes seven and eight where, you know, we all know the story that Jordan retires from basketball. His father was killed in North Carolina and, you know, he was murdered. And, you know, Jordan goes to play baseball. And, you know, that's depicted in the, in the 30 for 30, Jordan rides the bus. That's another great documentary. It's kind of like one of those documentaries you want to go back and see before you see episodes seven and eight. And, you know, the Bulls were a very, very good team, even without Jordan. And that's talked about in the documentaries, too. They're saying that Phil Jackson was just did an outstanding job coaching. You know, the Bulls won 55 games without Michael Jordan. A lot of people don't realize that. But one of the things I loved about the documentary last night was paying tribute to Kobe Bryant. You know, it started out in episode five where Kobe, a young Kobe at age 18, was in the All-Star game with Michael Jordan. And they had a bond together. So that was very good that they showed that. And and it was just an outstanding tribute to Kobe Bryant. I know a lot of the tributes were pouring in for him. And this documentary has got sports fans talking. It's something to look forward to every week. I'm talking about it with basketball fans. And I was a big basketball fan growing up as a kid. So when I'm seeing this documentary, it's just bringing back a lot of memories. A lot of memories how great those Chicago Bulls teams were. And Michael Jordan was unstoppable. He was on top of the world. One of the reasons, you know, he sold shoes. You know, he was the spokesperson for Nike. You know, every kid wanted a pair of Air Jordans growing up. He was a very marketable person. He was in almost every commercials with Gatorade, McDonald's, Hanes, Nike, you name it. You know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, Michael Jordan was a competitor, but he was also, he had a dark side. 
he had a gambling problem and you know a lot of things that led to him possibly retiring is is the gambling addiction that he had but also you know going to play baseball it wasn't a bright moment in his career I mean he didn't do all that well but coming back he made the movie Space Jam and that was a big moment in my childhood because of how great that movie was to me as a kid you know of course Michael Jordan was on top of the world and it's one of those things that I'm just looking forward to seeing episodes uh, seven and eight as they will air next Sunday, Mother's Day. And it was going to be so wonderful to see. And I'm happy about that. All right. Well, we got the NFL schedule release coming out this Thursday. And some of the notable games for your local Atlanta Falcons, they will only have seven home games as they will play one of those scheduled home games in London. It's either going to be against the Denver Broncos or the Las Vegas Raiders. So we're going to end up seeing one of those teams. Of course, they have to play the Chiefs and the Chargers on the road. They got to go to Green Bay. They got to go to Dallas. It's a tough schedule for the Falcons, and that's why a lot of people are not picking them to win the NFC South. I actually think they could finish third behind the Saints and Tom Brady's led Buccaneers. And of course, the Panthers are rebuilding a little bit, but the NFL schedule release is something that I'm looking forward to, and I'll talk more about it on Friday's show as we break down the most intriguing primetime matchups that you want to see. Of course, with the in lieu of the COVID-19 outbreak, that the season is still possibly in jeopardy, but they have not ruled out canceling or postponing the season at all. So we'll see how everything goes as we try to flatten the curve but it's also something to take a look at. All right, so Andy Dalton, he was a free agent. He signs with the Dallas Cowboys. So what does this mean for Dak Prescott? Well, it means that Dak Prescott just has to play better. And you have an experienced quarterback in Andy Dalton that has made the playoffs for the Cincinnati Bengals. He does have some talent, and so does Dak Prescott. So he has competition Dak Prescott will have competition going into the season as the Dallas Cowboys now have a very good backup that could compete for the starting job. The Dallas Cowboys should have no excuses now. They have one of the best offensive linemen in football. They have Ezekiel Elliott. They have great wide receivers. Now after getting C.D. Lamb in the draft, they have Michael Gallup. They have Amari Cooper. The Dallas Cowboys are loaded. Their defense is going to take a hit. I, I feel you know losing players to free agency. They did pick up Alden Smith, but we're not sure how he's going to be. They do have some good players there. They still have Van Der Esch. They still have Sean Lee, but you know they lose losing some players. Jalen Smith is a good player, but the expectations for the Dallas Cowboys to actually make the Super Bowl are probably greater than they have ever faced in their history. When you think about all those great teams, they have not made it to the Super Bowl since 1996. And Dallas Cowboy fans are hungry to get back to the Super Bowl. You know, as a 49ers fan, I've been very blessed because the 49ers have reached the Super Bowl twice since the last time the Cowboys made it to the Super Bowl. And of course, the 49ers lost both times, but I was just happy that they were in the Super Bowl twice. You remember, I had a a decade of disarray 
and then Jim Harbaugh comes, and then when he leaves, it was just a debacle with Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly. And after that, Kyle Shanahan, in my opinion, is one of the best coaches in the NFL. I, I actually believe that, you know, right behind Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, he's got to be a top five coach. I know the play calling can be questionable in Super Bowls, but you got to understand that he's playing, he's making the plays, calling the plays, but the defense on the other side is stepping up. They are making big plays. If Chris Jones doesn't bat down those balls, I mean, Kyle Shanahan with the play action, they were beating the Chiefs in that Super Bowl. That's one thing to look forward to, something to watch when you look at this season. That the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk, is he going to step up and be a great wide receiver? And you know, I, I got in a little rant on you know Twitter, in Facebook uh, last night, and, and I went, I posted some comments on a 49ers fan page, and it got got a little some heat from some some people on there. But you know, I posted on my podcast. Hopefully, that the hot sports takes that I give will cause more people to listen to my podcast. But I talked about how the 49ers did not have a history of drafting wide receivers in the first round, and they didn't really turn out to be all that great. Yes, I did forget Jerry Rice. He was picked in the first round in the 1985 draft. But if you look at the history since then, in 96, they drafted J.J. Stokes, eighth overall. He didn't pan out to be a great Pro Bowl wide receiver. They picked Michael Crabtree in the in in the, the 10th pick in the 2009 NFL draft. He was a good player, but he didn't make the Pro Bowl, and he never really panned out to be just an elite wide receiver. Too many expectations. But they really whiffed getting Rashawn Woods in the 2004 draft and A.J. Jenkins in the 2012 draft. And that I was trying to prove my point, that they drafted two wide receivers that didn't even make the field. They, they couldn't even get on the playing field and catch the ball. They both had disastrous careers for the 49ers. And so that I was trying to make my point with that. I'm hoping Brandon Ayuk can be a speedster, can be that weapon that the 49ers need, that just the deep threat that Jimmy Garoppolo needs. Because I think Debo Samuel is going to be a possession receiver. And so Brandon Ayuk is going to be the speedster. I'm hoping he lines up side with Debo Samuel and the 49ers have just a great receiving core because they already have a great team. All right, so we have the schedule. We have the last dance. We got sports possibly coming back in May. We have the biggest UFC fight card in history next week. How is that going to pan out? You know, this past weekend with the Kentucky Derby could have gone on. It got me thinking. You know, they could have done the Kentucky Derby without fans. Think about it. You're on a horse. You're practicing social distancing. The horses are going to race. I mean, it's it's exciting. Do you really need to have fans to watch the Kentucky Derby? I think races don't really need fans. There's certain sports out there that need fans. I think basketball needs fans. I know they want to talk about playing without fans. Remember, a lot of... A lot of basketball teams in California, New York, they still have some heightened restrictions in their states. I actually think that hockey doesn't really, you know, you could play hockey without fans, but not having fans would be tough as well. 
But that comes to football. What type of environment would football be? Would you, should we have half-filled stadiums? And would college football thrive under conditions? You look at the South where they're not getting hit as bad as New York or California. Could the South actually bring back fans, but of course practice social distancing, wear a mask in the stadium and, and all that and get tested first? I don't know. There's a lot of questions that go on and we're still very, very early. I want to thank all my listeners who listen to my podcast, download the podcast and listen to your podcast of your choice. And I hope that everybody has a great day. I will talk to you Friday. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.